Well, well, here we are. What's happening, hot stuff? Shall we play a game? I want my MTV! And what's it gonna do? Bueller? Bueller? It says 100% guaranteed, you moron! Are you telling me that you built a time machine? Out of a DeLorean? So, what would you little maniacs like to do first? Live from Members Only Studios, welcome to Living in the 80s. Good to be back. Uh, today I have Kevin and Matt with me. Say hello, gentlemen. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. <laughs> uh, this week we are going to be talking about um, uh, our favorite 80s catchphrases. Yeah. So, you know, every decade's got their catchphrases. You know, they've got their things. But uh, we are going to talk about the 80s. You know, yeah. ones that are unique to the 80s. You know, like... In the '60s, like far out, groovy. Yeah, groovy. In the '70s, was like funky and probably still far out and groovy. Probably still far <laughs> out. Not, not, not nearly as memorable as the yeah. '80s catchphrase. Come on, man. Yeah. Come so on. We're gonna talk all about that. This week. So just, how are you guys doing? You do, do, are you doing good? Doing, doing well. You know doing well. Doing good. We just ate a big pizza. And uh, Kevin was supposed to be here in studio, in the members-only studio, sharing a pizza with us, but he was a no-show. So me and Rob had to step up and eat that whole we pizza. We had to carry the weight for the team, oh, that's, literally. That's, literally. That's good effort. Good team. Then we, then we, then, uh, we threw some cheese sticks in there because we thought he was going to be here, Kevin, but we had to eat those too. <laughs> I had to say there's nothing left of that pizza and cheese sticks. It's, a, it's an empty box with maybe like some remnants of sauce that dripped oh. off in the bottom. So, so good so good so, so good. good kevin how's your day-to-day man you doing good hanging in there pretty good i i returned to the office today so uh Ooh, i, I managed was to it, it was i was one of like 10 people on the floor so i returned to office but it seemed like nobody else did oh, um but yeah it was, it was interesting driving to work putting pants on this morning pants um, that's interesting yeah, yeah taking a shower it was a lot of things i haven't had to do for like a year and a half so <laughs> so this is the first time in a year and a half you've been in there uh, I did go back like about a month ago, um, but now I'm going to kind of start going back more regularly, at least a couple of times a week. So, okay. yeah, it's kind of kind of nice seeing some people I hadn't seen for a couple of years. So. But it's just, you're not going back five days a week or nothing? No, I, I think we're going to go two days a week in the office and three days at home <coughs> for now. So That's cool. Sweet. Yeah. So what are you guys up to today? Nothing. Just, you know, again, since last... March, I've been working from home. Like every once in a while, I work for a bank, so every once in a while I'll go into a bank branch and visited a couple customers in person along the way. But uh, I never dreamed when I started with a bank in 2002 that I would be working from home like in gym shorts every day mm-hmm. and, and have to be camera ready some days <laughs> for virtual appointments. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been a little different, but uh, you know what? It's a good gig. You know, I heard someone refer to that as a Zoom mullet. Have you ever heard of Zoom mullet? Zoom mullet? Yes. So so you know what a mullet is, right? It's business in the front part of the back was a Zoom mullet is you got a a nice dress shirt on and then you've got like your gym shorts on because all you have to do is be good from the waist up. It's kind of a Zoom mullet. Business on the top, party on the bottom. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And that that was sincerely me today. That's great. And I had my... I actually had a PNC branded shirt on today, so I was wow. very corporate from the. <laughs> I'm going to start using Zoom Mall. I want to bring that up tomorrow in a meeting, and uh, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of cackles. So thank you, Kevin Ackley. That's a good man. one there. That's good. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a brief time out, and when we come back, we're going to go down memory lane like we like to do and talk about some of the things. Some things we said in the 80s. Come on. So hang in tight. We'll be right back. Honey, turn off the light. Has this ever happened to you? Presenting The Clapper. Let's your appliances turn on and off just by clapping. Clap on the music. It's easy. Just plug The Clapper into any household outlet. Then plug in your lamp, TV, or stereo. Clap on, clap off. The Clapper. 
thank you for listening to Living in the 80s. We want to take this opportunity to thank all of those that helped make this possible. First and foremost, we want to thank Anchor for providing this platform for us to share this podcast. We also want to thank Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TunedIn Radio, and about a dozen others. We also want to give a special thank you to Star1079.com and Roundtown Radio, where you can hear this podcast weekly. Also, be sure to check us out at our website at livinginthe80s.us and, of course, on our Facebook page, Living in the 80s. Thanks, and back to the show. Did you guys like my clap-on, clap-off, the clapper commercial I put in there? Mm, Loved it. Brought back some good memories. Loved that. (laughs) Yeah, so we are going to go through here, and so we, we kind of teased it a little bit earlier. We talked about you know in the seventies and the sixties, and you know back in the fifties. Hey, Daddy O, or hey, yeah, cool. whatever. Hey, cool man, cool whatever. Man. Yeah. So in the eighties, like I don't know about you guys, but a lot of this stuff I still say today. Yeah. So th- this all yeah. started. Matt had sent me a a link to a site that had these 80s catchphrases yeah. on it. And he's like, this might be a good podcast. But was, I'm like, sure it is. absolutely is going to be. Absolutely. And uh, so we, we scrubbed some of them out, like some of the stupid ones, like like Power of Grayskull. That's not a catchphrase. Well, That's a cartoon tagline. There, But there's we have some followers. Eric All right. Banner and, uh, Jason and David. There you go. Yeah. So other than, other than our little nerd herd there, nobody else really says that, boys. I'm, I'm sorry. I, you know, I think I heard Jason Peitzmeier say by the power of Gray Skull, like when he was uh, at IHOP the other day, <laughs> I was getting ready to eat an omelet, and I think he said that one time. So, so I don't know. I don't so know. while He Man is out fighting Skeletor, Jason's fighting a pancake. Yeah, and that's it. That's pretty much it. <laughs> Love it. Love it. So we're just going to dive right in. Does that sound good, guys? Let's do it. Sounds great. All right. First of all, and we're not doing the normal countdown format. We didn't, just, we didn't do a poll for these. No, we didn't do a poll. We just we went off the site that Matt provided, and then we added some of these on our own. We lived it, baby. We were there. We, we lived absolutely it. lived it. We said this stuff. Some of it. Some of it. So this first one, I, I still say this today. Yeah. So let's uh, let's hear this clip. Pardon me. Would you have any gray poupon? Pardon me. Do you have any, any gray poupon? poupon? <laughs> You know, do you think, Kevin, do you think kids these days find the humor in that? Uh, probably not, um, which is kind of makes it all the more reason to say it, <laughs> continue to say exactly. it. Is, 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 it's, like, it's like a dad joke almost. Right, exactly. Is, is Grape Poupon still out there? I mean, oh, absolutely. Is. I have some in our refrigerator, and uh, it's, it's a Dijon mustard, and I had a recipe the other day that called for Dijon mustard, and I, I reached in and said, like, here's my Grape Poupon. It's like, I immediately thought of that <laughs> commercial, you know? <laughs> So next time I'm at your house, I can ask that, and you can actually provide it Do to you me. Have any I'll great say, one. but of course, <laughs> but of course. <laughs> so okay, you mentioned it's a Dijon mustard. Kevin, you're obviously a fan of it, right? I mean, it's the only Dijon mustard I know of. So um, if there is another one, they, you know, they got my full attention with that commercial. You know, I've never heard another. Dijon mustard commercial. So no, I haven't either. Like you go to a restaurant and be like Dijon mustard will be on a, on a thing. So Matt, are you are you a fan? I'm not a big fan of the gray poupon. I'm a just straight yellow uh, mustard kind of cat. Like Frenches or Hellman's Frenches, or... baby. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's how I roll. But I, I, the commercial, I just think it's funny to giggle, get somebody rolling down the old window, and knock on the window. <laughs> Excuse me. I mean, that's good stuff. You right know what? And we did it back in the day. We would cruise up beside a friend or even a stranger, <laughs> and, and we it. would roll down the window. Pardon me. Do you have any great poupon? <laughs> so, yes. So here is sort of a, of a hidden, a hidden gem, if you will. So if you go to Aldi, they have their own brand stuff. It's Berman, you know, regular yellow mustard. Uh-huh. For some reason, it tastes better than any of the other stuff, and it's Shut only up. like. 59 cents for a 16 ounce bottle. See, or and that info was free. You're that was here, free. You're here to talk about phrases, and you just got some great mustard advice. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. You know, Kevin and his friends, like, well, not that we're not his friends. We are, we are your friends, right, Kevin? Kevin? I hope so, yeah. 
Kevin, yes, you're my friend. <laughs> Kevin. So some of Kevin's other more distinguished friends are, are talking Grey Poupon. Me and Matt are like, hey, guy in that Bermans you're talking about from the oldies? <laughs> so, yeah. I want you to mama hot dog. That's right. So my hillbilly taste buds tells them to hold the um, the Dijon mustard on my sandwich or whatever comes with it. So Okay. Uh, yeah, popular phrase. All right, next one. Baba. You look marvelous. Absolutely marvelous, eh? Thank you. It's, I mean, up close is dazzling. It's like going to Cartier, looking at the diamond thing, and knowing you can't buy it, and that's what this is here. You are fantastic. You thank look marvelous. You look marvelous. Yeah. You can't yeah. do it, can no, you? No, you can't do say it like that. Do it. You look marvelous. And I can't, I can't do it. I, Kevin, I, you want to give it a shot? You look marvelous. No, I can't do it. <laughs> you look marvelous, darling. None of us are Billy Crystal. how you feel. It's how or you Fernando. You look marvelous. You look oh, that's, marvelous. that's good. So that was, uh, that was a character that Billy Crystal, Billy Crystal created on Saturday Night Live. At Fernando's Hideaway. Yes. So Fernando was the uh he was the the guy he's sort of a ricardo montalban yes kind of character very suave and sophisticated and definitely down with the ladies oh yeah oh yeah and uh he was only on snl for one year and this one character lived on lives for far beyond oh yeah even today do you say it we say it oh we say that kevin you, you still say this uh not too often anymore but Sad. i think i might start you using it say it more you should i think i'm you going should. to happy Bring well, back. people haven't been looking marvelous. You know, they've been working from home and not taking showers. But now right, people going back right, to no. work. Good I might point. be able to start using that again. It's like you, you look know. like you've been in quarantine for a year. <laughs> you don't look marvelous. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. <laughs> so this this catchphrase was so popular that it even you know Billy Crystal even made his own hit song out of. Oh. Yeah, you don't want to hear a little piece of it? Give me a little snippet. No. <gasps> I am saving that one to the very end. Oh. Yeah, you have to wait until the end of the podcast to hear hear that, that, well, that song. I, well, I, I, I'm i so excited. I'm so excited. You know what? Makes you want to listen to the end, doesn't it? It, it sure Boys does. Boys and girls. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, next. Um, here we go. Gag me with a spoon. Gag me with a spoon. Yeah. I think this was probably more of a girl this phrase. Is, this is what we so? call a femme phrase. A femme phrase? A femme phrase. Never heard that before. It's, it's a new phrase I just made up. But it's one of those <laughs> things you hear and you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, femme phrase. Femme phrase. A girl would say. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, did you ever say gag me with a spoon at any point in your life? I sure hope I didn't. Um, I remember my <laughs> sister saying it. Um, I don't think she like minute you know just kind of in a joking way i think she said that but uh, yeah. i don't, I don't yeah. think i said it well i hope i didn't because it was a femme phrase apparently because yeah. i've just learned <laughs> <laughs> so um back back in the day mm -hmm. um, valley girls were a thing so you're talking about you know, out in hollywood la all that area the san fernando valley uh the, the girls were a little kind of pristine mm -hmm. um very um privileged and they, they kind of develop their own little language. So if you ever watch <clears throat> the movie Valley Girl with Nicolas Cage and I can't remember her name, but um, Deborah her and all her Foreman. friends. What was that? Deborah Foreman. Deborah Foreman. Thank so you very Kevin. much. Kevin, okay. thanks for the save. Um, her and her friends talk like that. But I don't think it didn't originate there. Right. But it becomes part things become part of popular culture as you see them on TV, mm -hmm. hear them on the radio, and the movies, and uh, do you remember girls talking like that? Uh, I mean, I don't think it was I an Ohio thing. remember movies really did. Yeah, I, I don't think it was an Ohio thing where a lot of girls were talking that way. Um, I, I heard, I heard, of, I heard some. Did you? And some I, I think it was. It's like my my sister, who's five years younger than me. So if I'm like 16, 17, she's like 11, 12. So her and her little friends talk like that. I think to try to, you know, they're watching Square Pegs and stuff, and they're kind yeah, of talking like yeah. that on there. And I, I think that's kind of around here, the, the group that would talk like that. But uh, in 1983, uh, Moon Unit Zappa, who's the daughter of Frank Zappa, cut a single called Valley Girl. Yep. Frank Zappa wrote it. After hearing his, you know, Moon Unit and all of her little friends kind of talking like this and driving him insane, so he's like, "I'm going to make a record, and she's going to sing on it." 
And so she's really mostly just talking on it, and it's uh, Frank Zappa and his band singing background vocals, but we will hear a little part of this right now. I don't know about you guys, but every once in a while, I hear this song, and I'm like, that sounds good. Other yeah. times, it, it drives me nuts. <laughs> yeah, I have to be in a mood for it, for sure. But th that's where I think a lot of the phrases really became popular from that song, because they were all kind of compressed into, like, you know, a three-minute song versus the entire Valley Girl movie. Um, yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of good Valley Girl lingo in that song. Yes, well, and, and, and you say Valley Girl lingo because there's there's more than just gag me with a spoon. I mean, there's like, you know, radical. Like far out. Yeah, far, which it, is everything like a 60s thing, but everything was more, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I always remember people saying radical or something like that. Like bitchin'. Yeah. That was radical. said a lot. Yeah. Like, like these weren't new words, but the way these girls were kind of putting them together. Yeah. I'm sure some some boys may have. Maybe. Maybe in that part of the country. Maybe, maybe. But usually like when you see movies and TV and stuff like that, you don't really see the guys talking like that so much. It's more of a vowel yeah. girl thing, whatever. Yeah, so. I think Crony the Max was another line that they had in that song. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. And we popular. But now now going back to SNL, <clears throat> they had this this gag with the spoon. And if you recall the they one of my favorite SNL episodes, the one where you have the two male synchronized swimmers. Yeah. Oh, and yes. then you've got the guy that's training them how to be synchronized swimmers, which is played by Christopher Guest. And he's got that Chris bald Guess, yeah. wig on. Yeah. And he says something about he keeps having to do Shakespeare in the park. He says, if I have to do that again, I'm going to gag myself with a vegematic. So he kind of like did a little yeah. play on that. <laughs> spoon, but he, he said a vegematic. So um, <laughs> that's hilarious. I just watched a skit the other day. Oh, I'm not a strong swimmer. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. That is so funny. Oh, I love hilarious. it. Hilarious. Hilarious. So, yeah, Gag Me With a Spoon, we felt was, you know, something that's very 80s-ish. Yep, yep. So here's another one. And I know we say this every day. I've fallen and I can't get up. The older I get, the more real. That's like a this, documentary, not a right. thing anymore. It, it used to be a comedy. Funny. Now it's a drama. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that poor lady. That's like right. watching some murder she wrote. Like, <gasps> Oh no! Yeah, it, it used to be funny. Now it ain't no joke. It is just really, really sad and scary. So it was an ad for a product called Life Alert. I mean, mm -hmm. it was a very serious product. It was sure. made for you know, particularly for elderly people, but definitely disabled people. That you know, that you know, if they were in danger, it's before cell phones, and you know, not everyone had a pager or uh, an Alexa. You get Alexa, yeah. call Alexa, squad. right, right. So. Uh, and right now, somebody's listening to this podcast. <laughs> no, Alexa, don't call 911. Don't call anything. <laughs> but uh, so Life Alert had this little thing. It, you would hang it around your neck, and, and you would push the button and talk into it. Yeah. And you know, it would dispatch a 911 operator or whoever, like, I fall and I can't get up, or my house is on fire, or my cat won't stop running all over my head while I'm trying to talk. You know, right. stuff like that. And... Um, <coughs> So with the, the commercial, the lady saying the phrase, I've fallen and can't get up, became part of pop culture. Oh, like, for sure. People would say it all the time. And it still feels like they run that commercial today. I think they do. I think I mean, you're or, right. Or some, or some variant think, of yeah, yes. Yeah. But they still got that phrase because yeah. they know that's their moneymaker. Mm -hmm. Do you think it was on purpose? What, did it still be in play or what? Or no, that, that when they first had the phrase of I've fallen and I can't get up, do you think they, they planned on that being like a catchphrase that people would remember oh, for 30 years? I don't think so. I, I think it just took off. I mean, I, I think they ran with it. <clears throat> they did a great job of running with it, but I don't yeah. know if they knew initially this commercial is going to be remembered forever. I, I, maybe they did, but yeah, I don't know. Who knows? But anyhow, we still remember it. It's still one of those ones that we... Uh, and it made our podcast. And it did. Come so on. All these years later, we're talking about we're it. We're talking about it. <laughs> all right. So that goes to our next one. Say hello to my little friend. Al Pacino. Don't get no cooler than that. Oh, my goodness. Huh? That Scarface. Amazing movie. 
Um, well, well, let me take that back. I used to love that movie. Now I watch it and it's like, for some reason, it doesn't feel like it's as good as it used to be to me. Okay. But that line. Fair. So yeah. memorable. That's probably one of the, I mean, that's probably one of the more quotable ones. Or at least, maybe not on, on the femme phrase, but that's a straight dude phrase. Yeah. You know so, I mean? so if, if the girls are saying gabbing with a spoon, yeah. the guy's saying, say hello to my little Don't friend. Feed. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, those of you guys that are wrestling fans out there, Mm-hmm. Um, Razor Ramon, Scott Hall, he he does a just a rip off of uh, Al Pacino there, um, amazing. I mean, like, he's just all the time. He's like, "You talking to me, Chico? <laughs> you talk- let's hear just a little bit of Scott Hall, okay?" Everybody, listen to me. That little cockroach did not beat Razor Ramon. Please, nobody beats the bad guy. That's right. I'm the main man in the WWF, and you know it, and everybody here knows it. See what I mean? There it is. Straight ripoff. But the dude made a freaking millions of dollars in a great career <laughs> off of that character, and he got paid. So He should give Pacino some money. He should. I don't think he needs it. Do you? Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. Probably. So, <laughs> anything else on that one, you guys? Nope. Oh, that, that one phrase says it all by itself. There okay. It is. Here's another good one. What you talking about? What you talking about? What you talking about? What you, what you, what you talking about? What you talking about? Gary Coleman. Come on, man. Come on. Oh, my goodness. Arnold Jackson. This this one was said, I think, by most people at some point in time. I mean, because oh yeah, this was hilarious. That was what you talking about, Willis? I mean, come on, man, that was. And funny. That, that to me, that's got to be an American thing too. Yeah, like I don't know if people outside of America watch different strokes, but they knew that phrase. But like, I can picture myself like being in London or something, and seeing somebody and go, "What you talking about, Willis?" Yeah. And then just look at me like I got three heads. <laughs> <laughs> My name's not Willis. My name's not Willis. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that, that's a good one. So, Gary Coleman had this character on Different Strokes. He's a little fella. Uh, you know, him and his brother Willis get adopted by Mr. Drummond. Mr. Drummond. And uh, so, apparently, Willis said lots of things which Arnold didn't know what he was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that's the premise. <laughs> yeah. So, he said it a lot. Yes, he did. So, Kevin, were you a Different Strokes fan? Yeah, I like that show. Um, I remember when it first came out, we just we just thought Gary Coleman was so funny. He was like, like you said, he's just a little guy, and he kind of had a like kind of like a little bit of a high voice, and it just seemed like everything he said was hilarious. And, and when that phrase came out, I don't know if they knew it was going to take off like that, but next thing you know, it's like I think he had to say that in every single episode. You know, every every single oh, episode yeah. there had to be something he had to ask. You know, what's about Mister D? Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Was was Mister T on there one time? <clears throat> he did a what's about Mister T? I can't remember. I mean, he, he was so small and cute. I mean, it's, it's crazy that he was 37 years old when he filmed that, you know? <laughs> Back in the 80s. <laughs> That's great. But he was, uh, yeah, that was, yeah, they, they worked that in every every episode, yeah. I think, at some point in time. Once it got hot, they did not stop. Oh, it's like, hey, that's our thing. That's like J.J. <laughs> doing Dynamite. Right. 70s, there we go. There's that's a 70s, 70s phrase. Dynamite. Yeah, yeah, so that was that was their J.J. phrase. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's it endures. I still, I'll, I'll still say it. Mm-hmm. But I, I will say like, what are you talking about there, Willis? What are you saying, <laughs> Willis? What are these what things are you, you are saying? Referencing, so. my friend. All right. And speaking of Mr. T. Mm-hmm. Segway. I pity the fool. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't just say I pity the fool Mm-mm. there. You can't. You got to no. you got to do your best, Mr. T. Come on, Kevin, do it. I pity the fool. That's good. That's dead on. That was very good. I think Kevin. that was Mr. Yeah. T just then. I think it was. Go ahead, man. <laughs> I played the fool. Well, you know, I, my favorite one is when he says, when he was being interviewed, talking about um, the, the Middle East, and he said, I pity Kaboo. <laughs> talking about, okay, man. I was watching a, uh, a, a video of his the other day, and Nancy Reagan sitting on his lap. <laughs> he was he was dressed like Santa Claus, and he, now people are going to talk. <laughs> A pit fool get between me and Nancy. Oh boy, <laughs> good stuff. Crazy. And if you guys haven't seen uh, Eddie Murphy's bit 
on Mr. T. Oh, yeah. Watch it. Yeah. I am not responsible for the language. Mm-mm. Just want to oh, put yeah. it out there. It is freaking hilarious. Yep. So Eddie Murphy doing Mr. T, absolutely classic. There you go. All right, that moves on to this next one. Well, isn't that special? So the church lady, played by Dana Carvey, comes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And correct me if I'm wrong, Kevin, was this not like an overnight sensation? Yeah, it took off. I mean, one skit and boom, it was like, okay, we're going to be doing that skit all the time now. I mean, it was huge. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And everybody was saying, well, isn't that special? Isn't that special? Or Satan. Satan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it got so much to the fact, like it had its own little echo chamber after it. Yeah. Right. Real close up of the face when... Uh, when he would say it. Well, and, and the, whoever the guest was that week would be a guest on that episode, you know, oh, on, yeah. on his little uh, segment there. And so that was even funny seeing everybody getting played into. Oh, so funny. The, one of my favorites was when Sean Penn was the guest on there and he was married to Madonna at the time. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, well, for, for, for those of you guys that maybe live under a rock or lived under a rock during the 80s, so the church lady was played by Dana Carvey, who's a guy, and uh, he would dress up like this very conservative, Christian, judgmental lady, and uh, everything, you know, she's very repressed, mm -hmm. and everything that she says was very judgy and telling people they're going to go to hell and they shouldn't be dancing and having fun and just everything, but the character was, was just amazing. So Sean Penn's on there, and he's talking about Madonna. He's like, well, the way she moves and grinds and does like that, he's like, not quite the same as the mother of our Lord, now is she? And Sean Penn punches her. Oh, punches yeah. him. Oh, just man. levels him. So backing up a little bit more, probably six months or a year before, the paparazzi were up in their faces, like taking pictures of Madonna, and Sean Penn asked him to stop. So he punches the cameraman and destroys his camera. So... You know, he got known as having a little bit of a temper. A little bit. Yeah. So, but isn't that special? Was oh, so funny. It was everywhere. So go back and watch his old SNL skits. You'll know what I'm talking about. Isn't Just that way too special. funny. Way too funny. All right, next. <laughs> I say this every day. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Bueller. Bueller. So if I send you a text. And you don't respond in what I feel is an appropriate amount of time. Here it comes. You may get one back that says Bueller. 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 That's, we, that's it's priceless. Yeah. Kevin, do you still use that? Yeah, I still use that. If someone doesn't, like, same, same thing. If someone doesn't respond right away, Bueller, like, are you there? <laughs> are you going to answer me? So. <laughs> Isn't it funny, though? You could take one line from a movie and just put Bueller in a text. And you are communicating to that person, um, hey, buddy, I'm looking for you. I'm waiting for... I mean... I'm it's looking just, for an answer and response, yeah, it's so, and you're not giving it to me. It's just one so word. understood. Yes. One word. And you don't you don't read it like Bueller. You read it like Bueller. I mean, you just... That's classic. That's a powerful, powerful phrase. It is. So, Ben Stein plays the part of a teacher in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And he's looking for Ferris Bueller in class, and he's not there. He keeps calling his name until somebody finally mm -hmm. tells him where he is. Now, very deadpan, uh, just like the little clip we just showed you. And uh, when that phrase happens in the movie, it's just, it's hilarious. Oh, yeah. Like, I can't even remember, like, I remember seeing it the first time, but I don't remember how hard I laughed, but it stays Stays with everybody from oh, that. Yeah. Even, even, I think even if you've not seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off, you still say that when somebody's not responding. Absolutely. Bueller. 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 So, great, great, great phrase. Very so. good. All right. Next. Kevin brought this one up. So, um, part of the Just Say No campaign. Mm -hmm. This phrase here was um, uh, it, basically they're trying to really bring home the message to kids that drugs aren't cool. Drugs like, are bad. You can't be doing drugs. Drugs are not cool. Right. So there's all kinds of anti-drug campaigns, but none, probably more powerful 
and more popular than this. This is drugs. This is your brain on drugs. Any questions? Yeah, this is your brain on drugs. So whenever you would have a friend do something stupid, you would say... This is your brain on drugs. I like that. Absolutely. That's good. Absolutely. And they parody t-shirts of it too, where it says, this is your brain on drugs. And it says, this is your brain with a side of bacon. (laughs) (laughs) Or or it'll, it'll, it'll have an egg or something. It'll say, this is your brain as a Michigan fan or something. (laughs) So, which, you know, we love our friends in Michigan, but y'all don't know anything about football. There it is. I said they it. Used to. You said? They used I said to. what I said. So was that. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, this of all the phrases, though, this is you know a a helpful phrase. Uh, it's supposed to be an you know educational, yeah. insp- inspirational. Yeah, H- had a had a message, and uh, it's good. And it's good we remember it, right? Yeah, and it's and it's a good one to make fun of your friends about. There it is. Yeah, yeah. and it. Uh, I don't really say this much, but my friend Ed still says this. Like, every time I see him, he doesn't listen. That's okay. I'll make fun of him all I want to. Sure. All right. So this next one. I want my $2. Who says I want my $2 all the time? I do. (laughs) I do it all the time. Uh, Better Off Dead, one of my favorite comedy movies of the 80s. One of your favorite comedy movies oh. of the 80s. Um, Kevin, talk to us about this phrase. Give it to us in context. Yeah, basically he's the paper boy and he shows up at the house to ask for the $2. And he's like, sorry, Johnny. I think his name was Johnny. Sorry, Johnny, I don't have a dime. Didn't ask for a dime. I asked for $2. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he brings out his switchblade comb yeah. and comes his hair. And the entire movie, he just, just right about the time when you kind of forget about that character, he shows up and he's, you know, after Ferris again and all the way to the very end of the movie, you see that kid showing up uh, at different times when it's $2. And it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's just one of those funny gags that just continues throughout the entire movie. And it's, it's just an easy, if someone owes you money, $2, I want my $2 or whatever <laughs> they owe It's kind of scary, you know? It does. Yeah. It does. A little creepy. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'll say it sometimes. I want my $2. Good stuff. All right. Here's one we know very well. Mm-hmm. Turn it on. Leave it on. America. See the music you want to see. I want my MTV. All right. I want my MTV. I want my MTV. 24 hours a day on cable TV. I want my MTV, MTV, MTV! Yeah, too much is never enough. I still want my MTV, you guys. Uh, Who it used to be. Yeah, I want my old old style MTV, yeah. Yeah. So, here's a fun story. Well, I'll tell the fun story here in a minute. So, back back in the early days of of MTV, um, they came up with this ad campaign of, I want my MTV. So, basically... Uh, you would call your cable operator if, if your cable system did not have MTV and you would request it. And they were encouraging everybody to call their cable operator and tell them, I want my MTV. I want my MTV. So the the ad originally took place that the guy that came up with the I, I want my MTV campaign was actually a longtime ad executive. And it originally came from the um, the, the product called Mapo, which is like a chocolate milk type product and mm. their phrase back in the 50s was i want my mapo and he comes along later and goes i want my mtv guy makes another million or so dollars just wow, off this wow. phrase and you know they designed wow. the logo and did the whole thing and mtv came became part of our culture um so the fun story well not fun story it's a very sad story actually so kevin you remember a couple of weeks ago we were talking about mtv classic yeah. So uh, I bit the bullet because I'm such a huge football fan, and I re-signed up for YouTube TV during football season just because you know, it's got the ESPNs I need and the Big Ten Network and NFL Network and all that stuff so I can watch football to my heart's content. And um, so MTV Classic is on there. I'm like, 
cool. I've been wanting this channel for a long time. Get on there. Minute works on there. Like, who can it be now? I'm like, oh, it's good. That's this good. is this is this is good stuff. That's nice. But then, like, the next one was like Shakira. I'm like, what? That's mm. not classic. That's crap. Oh wow. So I'm very like, and and, and then Britney Spears comes on, and then Asia. I'm like. You guys, just yeah. do some dirt, don't, don't you? Get it. They should have an MTV '80s channel, an right. MTV '90s right. channel. There you go. Because you know those kids that want that crap, those yeah. uneducated, illiterate twerps that like '90s music, that's for them, <laughs> not for me. I want my MTV, not S- theirs. Send them a little message, oh, or what, send them what, what what the kids say. One of them little tweet tweets or whatever. We'll do whatever them kids we'll chirp at them. Yeah, chirp at them. Tweet them. <laughs> hey, tweet them or something. So, That's a good idea. Yeah. So, Kevin, anything about I Want My MTV? Well, as if it wasn't popular enough, they were having every single artist back then recording a bit where they're saying, I want my MTV. So you're getting all these oh, yeah. True. celebrities or, or artists or whatever saying it. Um, and then it shows up in a song, uh, Money for Nothing. So, I mean, it was that was a very popular catchphrase in the 80s. Yes. And we got it early on in the decade. So it, it lasted throughout the entire decade. Yep. Um one one interesting tidbit I have here, um, when when they were first trying to get the campaign off the ground, they were trying to get these stars at the time to to record these bits, and you know people weren't really interested in doing it at first, and they're like, oh, it's just a cable channel, I don't have time to mess with it, and so on and so forth. I think Mick Jagger turned them down, and you know maybe um, I, there was somebody else that did. I was reading, but. Somebody knew somebody that was friends with David Bowie. And they had to go to, I think it was Switzerland, to get him to record the bit. But he insisted that the people that went out there to see him have to spend the day with him and ski with him and had to have dinner with him. Like, okay, darn. That sounds awesome. <laughs> hang out with David Bowie, right. whatever. So finally, <laughs> at the end of the time, he says... uh Tomorrow we'll we'll you know we'll get these commercials together for you. And they're like yes. So I, apparently those iconic David Bowie ads there were recorded in Switzerland, and uh, he was he was the one first big name that did it. And after that, the Police and Billy Idol and Cindy Lauper and Pete Townsend and all these other people just start recording these things, like Kevin said, and you know it became definitely one of those uh, phrases that you know. Definitely an 80s-ish phrase, but I I still get mad sometimes because I, I would still like to have my MTV. <laughs> it's truth to you. It's, it's it truth. truth. Yes, it is truth, yes. It is So um, that brings us to our next phrase. Nobody puts baby in a corner. All right, Matt. Nobody puts baby in baby a corner? Baby in a corner, no. Talk to us. Well, I mean, it's from the movie Dirty Dancing. <clears throat> um, it's actually uh, of the... It was ranked 98th of the top 100 movie quotes of all time. So it's it's a line that's been said and quoted a lot. Not just by us or by geeks, but oh, by, yeah. nobody puts baby in a corner. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, it was a line, actually, they said it was obviously, obviously one of the most quotable lines in the movie, but uh, it was a line that, that Patrick Swayze didn't want in the movie. Mm-hmm. They, they fought doing it. He thought it sounded corny. Uh, they tried to rewrite it and was going to use it, not use it. Then they threw it in there and then dag on it if it didn't work. Yeah. yeah. Good thing they kept that thing. But Do you still say this today? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's. I think if it doesn't get used with the, the baby, it's, you know, nobody puts whatever in a corner. I mean, so, I mean, it's, uh, I, I, I mean, yeah. You, 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 most people seen Dirty Dancing. I think if you breathe and you are in America. Yeah. You've seen. If you're listening to this podcast, you've seen. Well, except for Deb. Jim Lawler. Or well, Jim and, and Deb. Well, Deb. I'm probably. sure Deb saw this Deb one. She seen, had to have seen this Deb, one. Deb has not seen this. No. She has not <laughs> right seen Right now, this. she's shaking her. She's balling up her oh, little, yeah, she is her little pointing, Texas fist at you right is, now. You just shut your mouth, I'm Matt. Gonna beat I'm flying to Ohio and beating you down. Put you in the corner. Nobody <laughs> she's saying that as she gets on a flight nobody puts deb in a corner <laughs> i'll show them 
So little do we know she's like a jujitsu expert. Yeah, right. <laughs> we've, got, we've got this whole subplot of Deb's life. Yeah, she's, she's like, like she really is Cobra Kai. Probably. <laughs> oh boy, she's a spy and Who got knows? this whole alter ego going on. Anyhow, so Kevin, what do you what do you know about this phrase? Um, I mean, it's something I would say. It, it, you know, sometimes if we have a big family gathering and you know. You know how it goes. You get the, the small table or whatever. It kind of gets wedged over in the corner, and I'll make some comment about whoever's sitting at that table. You know, they, no one puts so and so in the corner. Kind of like Matt said. Maybe not, not, not necessarily not necessarily say baby, but whoever gets stuck in the corner, right? So, and it's fun to take people's baby and put them over in the corner too. When you go over to visit, it is it. fun. It is. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, you baby cowboy, you don't <laughs> put baby in the corner. That's right. <laughs> oh, that one burns. Mm. Okay. So, uh, let's see. All right, that that leads us to, and there is no countdown, but I, I think I think this is number, one. Is number one, right? Yep. Where's the beef? Wendy's. Come on, man. This campaign nailed it. Nailed is it. One of the most successful of all time. They they actually took Wendy's from being like the number three hamburger chain and bumped them up to a solid two. Easy. Oh yeah. yeah. Overtook Burger King. Easy. Yeah. So little Claire Peller, Love ninety her. some years old back then. Love her. She was working in a nail salon, and some ad executive uh, brought her in and had her record these spots. And they're just so off the wall funny. You get these three little old ladies looking, you know, looking for a hamburger. You get this little tiny burger and a little pickle in the bun. And so uh, funny. She just yells out, "Where's the beef?" <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Kevin. Uh-huh. <laughs> do you use this phrase every day or sometimes um i'm trying to you know it's something i probably haven't said for a long time but that was something that everybody was saying back then i mean always so, i mean I, it seemed to be on everybody's t-shirt yeah yeah that's yeah. a lot of Clara Peller, yeah yeah that old lady on, on t-shirts and above yeah. her head it says where's the beef yeah yeah that's crazy so here's a, here's a true story that happened to me probably a year ago so uh, me and Leah are out, and we drive through Wendy's, right? And uh, I order a a single. You know, it's either that or the spicy chicken for me. It's one or the other. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I might go junior bacon cheeseburger. There you go. If I'm feeling a little crazy, can't so, go wrong. I, I get my burger and and I bite into it, and there's no meat in there. Shut oh, up. Oh. Now, uh, so I, I turn around. I go through the drive-through. Turn around. Go inside. And I, and I asked for a manager, and the manager comes up, and I open up, and I went, where's the beef? <laughs> Are you serious? This really happened. Cracks up. The employee standing around had no idea what I was talking about. Oh, I like love he, it. He was really? prob- he's probably in his 40s. He got it. He yeah. knew. Oh, my but gosh. the Wendy's employees don't know the magic of Clarapel. That's a, <laughs> no, that's a sad part of the story. But how funny is it that you actually got to yeah, use that phrase, yeah. literally? Well, actually, you know what? I didn't even come to think. I did not even bite into it. I always open it up, make sure there's no crazy stuff like an onion on there. I hate right. onions. Yeah, right. it was clean except for you know, the meat. Yeah. No way. That is so. That's funny. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, man. That's nuts. I'm so glad so, that happened um, to you. That's perfect. <laughs> Let it happen for this podcast. Yeah, me too. It's good for the podcast. Yeah, it, it, it was funny. I was cracking myself up when I did it, when I brought it up there. <laughs> like, I, I said it to Leah. She's like, only you. <laughs> she just doesn't off. get the humor, does she? <laughs> oh, that's that's right. great. That's great, man. So we know these are phrases that we use. Do you guys have any phrases like maybe weren't maybe so pop culture ready mm. that you said? A lot back in the day, maybe that uh, you wanted to share with us. Hmm. So, yeah. Kevin, we had a friend. I yeah. kind of teased it a little bit earlier. Yeah. T- talk talk about talk about Rod. Yeah. So we we went to church with a kid named Rod and uh, nice guy. Had, yeah, nice guy, super nice guy. And when he walked in, when he would walk up to us instead of saying hello or how you doing, he would say, "What's up, cowboy." <laughs> <laughs> and so that became, that became a phrase that we all said. So even when Rod wasn't around, we'd call each other cowboy. Hey, what's up, cowboy? <laughs> and every once in a while, me and Kevin, we'll call each other cowboy. Hey, cowboy. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So, Rod, if you're listening, thank, thank you. you. Yeah. What's up, cowboy? 
<laughs> What's up, cowboy? Matt, Matt, what do you got? I, you know, I, I can't really think of any other catchphrases. I mean, that are. Oh, Matt. I'm just saying. I you, mean, you've got one. What's that? What have I got? Suck a duck. Oh, suck a duck. Thank you. You used to say that all Dude, the time, was... and I still say it today. <laughs> <laughs> I still say that, it. Like, that is like, so I, funny like, you said that. If I screw up something, I'll go, suck a duck. That is so funny And that, you that's forever that. a Matt phrase. Yeah, because, yeah, you know, growing up, I always tried to, like, you know, not cuss, and yeah. you know, everyone else had different things they would say, and I, I tried to say I wanted something kind of colorful, but yet, you know, humorous, but... Uh, yeah, I said suck a lot, uh-huh. but then suck a duck just kind of came, you know, it morphed into that. But that's uh, that's funny. You I remember that? That's yeah. hilarious, and, and that's good. That's good. Remember, uh, we used to we used to call Keith a sheep herder all the time. Sheep herder, yeah. Call Marty a cutter. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. We just you know sheep herder cutter. We well, call each it, other that stuff all the time. Yep, yeah, all the time. And every time we uh, see um, Keith's mom, we we do the tapeworm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that comes so, from. So <laughs> so I do that today. Yeah, my grandkids know me because of the tapeworm. I mean, oh wow! No, because of that, right, right, right. But like. Like, if they don't know I'm around, like, I'm going to go visit them or something, I may be, like, outside the house. I'll go, gah, 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 gah. <laughs> So, tell them the story, Matt. What about? About the tapeworm. You what? remember the story? I, I just know the guy. guy. What's this, what story you got? Uh, so, Keith's mom used to take care of this of this developmentally uh, challenged girl. I remember that. And um, so, Keith and John, you know, John McNeil, he's been on here. Uh, they they would uh, they you know one day they were asking this girl questions and you know they're like what's a dog do and she ruff, ruff, what's a cat do <laughs> meow oh, no what's, what's, a, what's a cow do meow and they so I don't know John one of them said what's, what's a tapeworm do and she sits there for a while and she waits and she goes and that is the oh that's awesome that is the tapeworm so apparently that's the sound a tapeworm makes oh that's so funny so i've never heard anybody contradict that story so to me that's That's the freaking tapeworm oh that's the best yes so oh i'm sure i've heard that uh, through time oh my gosh that is hilarious what's the sound of a Oh man! <laughs> oh shoot, that's good. You all right, Kevin? I'm going to be <laughs> so bad. <laughs> oh shoot, that's good. Oh, my yes. So, um, so here, here's another one, Kevin. You want you want to tell the story about the kid at, at camp? Oh, I would love to. Um, yeah. Well, we were. we're uh, let me think. This was '83. This was '83. So we were, you know, we were young enough that we were still fun to give people wedgies. And Rob was the king of it. I mean, he he would pull it so hard he'd almost get up over their forehead um, from the back. <laughs> and he pulled this. He tracked this one kid down. You know, Rob was stronger than the rest. What did the kid? So. The kid did something for me to. I had to, I chased him for a long and way. And you chased after me. He was he was egging you on. You know, just picking on you. And you chased him down. Got him down the ground. You give them a wedge. I mean, you, you pulled them up so hard that I, I think they started to rip. And you're then you turn and you're running away from him, and he's laying on the ground. And he's like, ah, it burns. And you laugh so hard. You just fell on the ground when you're running away. You just fell on the ground laughing. But we from that point forward, even have a mixtape with called Ah, it burns. <laughs> it's just, oh, it's wow. just one of those yeah. good memories that uh, uh well, you know the, it, the ah it burns moment. You, you give a lot of wedges in your life, right? You don't yeah. remember them all, but that that kid in particular, I think he might have wearing his dad's drawers or something. I'm not sure, <laughs> but I I remember because you know like like if you got the tidy <laughs> the tidy whiteies <laughs> and you, you lift them up and you can like see where like the leg holes the are the thigh holes. Yeah, I had them up so much that it was like a rope, <laughs> and I lifted him up by him. I was holding him up, and he was you know he wasn't a little kid, but he was little ish enough that that it kind of made him go to his tiptoes, oh. and I'm just pulling he's i burns <laughs> and so you know after that i'm sure that kid probably walks weird mm-hmm. yeah. but um after that kevin and i in particular would oh, it burns somebody probably wants a couple years of therapy uh, at your hands right there you know goodness now gracious. you just mentioned john mcneil a minute ago and that reminds me 
of the <laughs> phrase he came up with <laughs> at the U2 concert. <laughs> yep, do it. Oh my gosh. So we were at the concert and the guy directly behind us was just so drunk. In fact, he, he slept through most of the concert, but he was drunk and he, I think, hit John's seat or something or he did something that made John mad. No, and, the dude puked right behind John. Oh, he okay. Yeah, he was John, John's sitting next to me, and the dude's behind us. He's like, he's like not directly behind us, like the row behind us there. Okay. Like there was, the people weren't there yet. It's like, uh, you know, uh, uh, Los Lobos were playing yeah, or something. It, it was so no before one, no one was there for that. Right. And uh, this dude throws up. Go ahead, Kevin. And then John turns to him and he goes, "You're a geek." <laughs> <laughs> of course we're all like good church kids we're trying not so to cuss indignant you're a geek <laughs> you're a, a geek, geek. <laughs> the, dude, the dude's like f you man <laughs> so that was that was that was fun. oh uh, we it, particular guys man we just would write each other and just you know not even care I, oh, I wish good. I could. I wish I could have a group of guys around around us right now, just to think of all the stupid things we would say and call each other. We would be other. here a lot longer. Yes, for we sure. would. So. Absolutely. All right. Well, guys, you got anything else? Anything else coming to mind right now? Are we good? Nope. That's been a fun trip down memory lane. That's for sure. This is a fun. I like hearing all the clips and samples. That made this kind of fun. So yeah, it's great. Yep. So. I knew it was gonna be good. All right, guys. Next week, I'm going to bring these two guys back again, and we're gonna we are going to do a deep dive into Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Talk to All them. right. So, looking super forward to that That'd one. Be fun. Uh, you guys, we're, we're going to do a quiz next week. Oh come on, man! So you got I've your got homework a, is to watch the movie, Matt. I've got a bad. Re- I don't test well. I don't test <laughs> well. Oh jeez, it's already, already, already starting, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, he's already, already starting. Hmm. Just let's just do it. All right, we'll do it. Okay, guys, uh, we're gonna, as promised, we're gonna close out with a little Billy Crystal action for you. So this is Billy Crystal from 1986, and you look marvelous, guys. Take care. God See bless. Yep. See you next week. Love you young people today With your rock and roll Like a daddy Van Heflin Whatever When I look into your eyes darling I see the reflection of me Look at me dancing around in there I look marvelous Absolutely marvelous You know darling I love dancing Dancing to me is like standing still Only faster You know what I'm saying to you I'll be back.